The Wallabies cooking Pat Cummins v. Fox Sports Journo. And a look at the Sheffield Shield ahead of the summer of Ashes. It's Monday, the 23rd of October, and this is The Splash. Yeah, welcome in. Big start to the week on The Splash. I'm your host, Phil Pryor, uh, and we've got cricket writer uh, Joe Barton and uh, rugby writer Christy Doran uh, in here joining us shortly. Uh, be, be sure to stay uh, tuned for that because we're going to talk to Christy Doran ahead of a Wednesday date with Pat Cummins in the Nets. Uh, yeah, we're setting up one of those stunts where we put a mere mortal against an elite athlete, which can only end in uh, in laughs and maybe tears so uh, be sure to get his thoughts uh, be, be sure to stay tuned for his thoughts ahead of of that uh, we're going to talk some cricket as well the Sheffield Shield gets going later this week and uh, all the Aussies are going to be involved in that it's their kind of trial period ahead of the uh, the first test at the Gabba uh, next month um, a couple of spots up for grabs in that test team as well. So certainly uh, worth listening to Joe Barton's thoughts on that. Uh, as I mentioned, the Wallabies, uh, big win over the All Blacks Saturday night, albeit a dead rubber, but certainly positive signs. So uh, Christy's going to tell us um, a bit about that, uh, about you know the reaction to that and, and, uh, and what now moving forward for the Aussie test side. Just quickly, uh, motorsport... Uh, we had the F1s earlier today, Aussie time over in the States. Daniel Ricciardo, he didn't start, though. He had engine failure. Um, and at the finishing line, uh, at the end of that race, uh, there was drama. Um, Max Verstappen's 11th podium snatched uh, on a final lap penalty. Uh, head to the website, foxsports.com.au, for all of the details. Uh, and a couple of little... Um, rugby league notes so the the world cup actually gets going this friday as well so there are things to look forward to uh in the world of sport uh garth brennan the new t- uh, titans coach he's hinted that he's going to be keeping a close eye on jared hayne who looks set to play in the halves for fiji this tournament um and brennan hasn't dismissed the idea of potentially um a switch Next season uh, at Gold Coast in the NRL. Um, so he's going to be keeping a close eye on Jared Hayne. Uh, and of course, the, the Cooper Cronk uh, speculation continues. Strong links, strong links to the Roosters. Um, and the newest angle, well, Fox Sports, our very own Steve Roach. He's come out, he told Fairfax um, Media, well, he's come out and slammed the Roosters, disputing that. Um, you know, the, their pursuit of Kronk defending Mitchell Pearce, quoted as saying, I don't think Cooper could teach Mitchell anything uh, blocker. Nah, mate, uh, that's, that's, a pretty, that's a pretty bad call. Look, yeah, we've got that yarn up on the website as well, so go and check it out for yourself. Make up your own minds, but if Cooper Kronk can't, te- can't teach um, any halfback in the NRL something, then I'm not here, that's for sure. But uh, let's get stuck in. We're going to talk some rugby and some cricket on the splash today. So to help me out, uh, first of all, cricket editorial lead Joey Barton. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be back. I think I've been here once before. 
You have indeed. And uh, rugby writer Christy Doran, who's uh, certainly a splash regular. Welcome back to you, sir. Thanks, Phil. What a brilliant uh, weekend it was with the Wallabies getting up. Oh, you are pumped. So pumped. So aren't pumped. We, aren't we all? And you just went to a, um, a, a, a rugby presser and there were actually journalists there. I believe. It's amazing what a win can do. Um, you know, 46,000 people at, at Brisbane on, on Saturday night to see the Wallabies get up 23-18 over the All Blacks to win the third Bledisloe Test, snapping a seven-game losing streak against our trans-Tasman rivals. But today, Israel Folau, some, mm. some breaking news yesterday, which was revealed that Folau is going to be given a a stint off, um, you know, three months to, to recharge the batteries. He's decided mm. to uh, to not go to Japan, where he was supposed to link up with Panasonic and Robbie Deans, yep. and have a, a three four months or a three month stint after the end of season spring tour, where he would have been earning a bit of coin and and, and playing uh, playing some rugby. Yeah, nice. Uh, well, I think he d- probably deserves it, particularly after Saturday night. He, he finally looks like the player that he's hyped as. Oh, well, he, he has all year, to be fair. Um, he's on a, he, was, he was hunting down a, a world record feat of, of 19 tries. He, he needed to, to, to break the record for, for most tries in a calendar year by an international player, and mm. he, was, he was only a few off it. So he's been in scintillating form all year, um, and it's come off probably his hardest, well, certainly his hardest period in rugby. Um, he had a, f- a few difficulties, clearly, in AFL, but uh, had never experienced the drought that he had after the World Cup where coming back from an ankle injury, which plagued him throughout that 2015 campaign, he struggled a little bit last year and then uh, warmed into the Super Rugby season but really exploded throughout this international campaign and has, and has scored three tries against the All Blacks in, in as many tests. Yeah right, and uh, and Joey, um, look, we we, we st- I've, I've still got a couple of rugby questions to ask uh, our mate Christy here, but uh, but w- are you looking forward to peppering him with some questions about uh, his date with Pat Cummins in the cricket nets on Wednesday? I'm I'm looking forward to it, but possibly not as much as Pat Cummins is. So I think um... just for the listeners, <laughs> by the way, Pat Cummins is literally going to be firing some heat. At our uh, very own Fox Sports, Christy Doran. Wednesday morning, that's the that's the date. And I hear uh, he's just eating raw meat. That's all he's doing for the next two days, just to, to fire up and be ready ready to send out, send down some uh, some thunderbolts your way. Yeah, one of my, my colleagues, Sam Worthington, uh, sent me an article that uh, he, was, he was quoted in by saying that he was preparing to bowl a lot of short pitch bowling throughout the summer against the Poms. So, uh, <laughs> what better way to warm up? What better way to, to bowl to um, you know, a middle-grade cricket uh you know tragic like myself okay so the wallabies take on the barbarians this saturday in sydney i believe uh and they're going to make a few changes yeah they do michael checker is is basically uh you know everyone's been given a rest except for izzy Folau, who will play his final match um 13 of of the starting 15 will be given the 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 week off to recharge the batteries before the spring tour Mm. it's a a game against the barbarians saturday afternoon at the sydney football stadium uh an opportunity really firstly to to play an entertaining brand of rugby um Barbarians matches are always free flowing and tries and and and, and attractive rugby is is the, the give us the some order. of the names that that we're going to see. Well, there. Some interesting names for the barbarians, aren't there? Yeah, well, we're welcoming back Jacques Potgieter, the the former Tar and the, the Springbok, oh, yeah. um, who, who won a premiership with the, with the Super Rugby champions in in 2014 with the Tars. Uh, so he, he's one of them. There's a couple of New Zealanders coming over. There's a, a couple of South Africans, a few Australians, Quade Cooper. 
Yeah, um, and it's going to be coached by by Alan Jones, uh, of course, the the, the famous uh, Grand Slam coach, and and was the last uh, coach to to have a, a win at Eden Park with in '86 with the Wallabies. Man, I so. wish they could get him out on the <laughs> ground and uh, just give him a hospital pass or two. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be an he's enter- a wanker. It's, it's sorry, gonna, sorry. Play it's going to be an entertaining game. So uh, and and it's despite the fact that the Wallabies are resting and playing a, a second string team, it's a great opportunity for a lot of the fringe players to firstly make a statement in front of the national coach um, but secondly a chance for the the Wallabies brand I suppose to continue its its winning ways they're undefeated in their past five matches a couple of draws in there albeit against the, the Saffirs and a, a couple of wins against Argentina but that win against New Zealand was watched by 900,000 people which was an mm. increase of 300,000 from the, the game one the, the Bledisloe won in Sydney two wow. months ago so a lot of people tuned in and uh, an opportunity to get some more positive headlines there would be yeah. nothing more embarrassing yeah. than losing a, a Barbarians <laughs> game a, a week after beating the All Blacks the world champions Un- unless it was inspired by Quade Cooper well, yeah, and then the egg would be on Michael Checker's face, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, interest in rugby is certainly uh, back on the rise. Uh, interest in the summer of cricket is building as well. We're back, baby. Joey, and, uh, and we're going to uh, kick things off uh, on the website by... Uh, you've arranged for our very own Christy Doran, who used to play a bit of grade, I'm told. Uh, very good cricketer, Christy. And, um, yeah, it looks, looks very confident with the bat. But, so we're going um, gonna to throw the... GoPro on him and uh, and get the digital video team down there to to see how he handles some of uh, some of Pat Cummins' finest. Yeah, I'm ho- I'm hoping Pat won't be holding back. Uh, I want him to want to see him hitting the radar at 150 clicks, um, and I want to see some some stylish batting from our own Christy Doran, who does talk himself up quite a bit around the offices as being a very handy cricketer. And um, yeah, we want to see exactly what he's made of. So I want to know what Christie's plan is, but what's the digital content plan? <laughs> how, how, are we, uh, how are we rolling this out on the website? Well, we'll, we'll see on Wednesday. Um, essentially, I think what will happen will be, I want a, I want a first-person account uh, from, from Christie. Um, I think there's going to be quite a bit of video content, a few pre-over interviews, and I want to see what his thoughts are afterwards. Um, and I think, I believe he gets to then speak to Pat as well. Uh, and hopefully there'll be some some good content coming out of that chat. Maybe a a nice personal angle, uh, or potentially something getting getting Pat's thoughts on uh, on the summer ahead. Um, obviously Australia mm. is, is Pat's coming in with um, very exciting bowling lineup coming in alongside Cummins and Hazelwood, and it's going to be an incredible summer from an Australian bowling perspective. Hopefully yeah. uh, against the uh, uh, the old enemy in that, England. That'll be a nice warm up for him ahead of the uh, Sheffield Shield, which we'll also get to in a moment. But Christy, what's your what's your game plan? Oh, I can tell you that I'll be standing pretty deep in the crease. Uh, the the backlift's <laughs> going to be short. I remember watching Paul Collingwood uh, a few years ago in, in an Ashes series, and I don't think the back got uh, higher than the level of the stumps. Uh, the bales, so um, you know, footwork will be essential in watching that ball sure closely. Will. But the heart rate, I got a text message this morning confirming that, and it's <laughs> fair to say that once that arrived and dinged on the phone, then um, you know the heart rate went up a, a few notches. It sure did. So, <laughs> have you got all your your protection ready to roll? How many you know pads are you going to wear around the body? Oh, I think you'll just go your typical. You know, pads, inner and out, thigh pad, your box, your, maybe an arm guard. I might bring out chest an guard. arm guard. I don't know about the chest guard. You don't want to restrict your movement too much if you haven't used one in the past. So certainly a helmet as well. What are your thoughts on uh, sledging? Are you going to send any sledges? 
Pat Cummins way? Well, it's been a while since we came up against each other. I was 16 and he was 14. Humble brag, and, here we uh, go. Pushed one Back to, to the glory pushed days. Pushed one to mid-wicket and got run out. Yeah, so him. when you were 16, first grade game, he was 14. You actually took on Pat Cummins. This is a rematch. Yeah, my first grade game and uh, it was fair to say that they won Penrith and... Um, yeah, got got told a couple of years later that this was uh, Pat Cummins who actually ran me out. So, <laughs> um, in terms of sledging, I think yet I'll, I'll to put, dismiss Christy uh, though. As a previous, as a, as an opening batsman, you, you learn not to to say too much before you um you raise your bat and get get three figures. Mm. That's fair. Well, All good right. good luck. Hopefully, get three figures. I mean, that'll be quite an impressive achievement. <laughs> Six balls <laughs> yeah. or so. Yeah, but thank you. Cheers. Now, uh, Joe, uh, moving on. Sheffield Shield starts this Thursday and. Um, the way the Australian calendar has worked out, even the Aussies ahead of the, the summer, the Ashes this summer, uh, will get a couple of cracks uh, at state level to uh, to get things refined before that all kicks off. Yeah, so three, uh, three Sheffield Shield matches before the first uh, Ashes opening test at the Gabba. Three um, rounds. Yeah, mean? three yeah. rounds. So each, each, each uh, state will get to play, play three matches, which... Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, firstly, a very good chance to uh, acclimatise back to the Aussie conditions. I'm sure it won't take them very long, given that they've been doing it for 15, 20-odd years, most of them. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah, good chance after a long time in the subcontinent to get used to the speed of the wickets and the bounce mm. and all that sort of thing back in Australia. But more importantly, there's two spots very very much up for grabs. Uh, the all-rounder spot, batting at number six, and the wicket keeper. So we've got... <laughs> yeah, we've got, well, we've got many auditions, really. Yeah, tell us about it. Let's start with the uh, the wicket keeper job. Um, you know, so Peter Neville yep. uh, and Matt Wade are sort of the sort of incumbents or the ones yeah, Matt thereabouts. Wade, Matt, Matt Wade's the uh, the incumbent. He's the incumbent. He's, he's been there since the uh, end of last year and yep. has mixed results. Mixed results with the bat. Yeah, um, yep. he's always had criticism about his uh, glove work. Uh, I think that's probably been improving over the past six to eight months, but um, his form with the bat, he's averaging mid-20s, low to mid-20s with yeah. the bat since he made his return to the test team. So how up for grabs is this position and how much will this Sheffield Shield determine who, who gets the gloves in the end? It's 100% up for grabs. Um, whether there's a favourite at this point, I think possibly even Peter Neville, even though he's not the incumbent, I think Peter Neville's working his way towards favouritism just <laughs> just by way of... Uh, by not w- getting out in the <laughs> pretty much by Wade's form in, in the yeah. national colours have probably put um, Neville further uh, in in that frame. Yeah, um, there's a young kid from uh, South Australia who's also very much in the frame. Young Alex Carey, he's a bolter, twenty six year old, uh, but he's 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 young in the sense that he's probably only had three to four years of Shield cricket because he was a GWS uh, graduate um, before right. being delisted by GWS a few years ago. So he's cross code superstar. Um, he's a very, very good gloveman. His, his results with the bat and shield cricket are kind of up and down, but okay. um, he's an excellent, excellent behind the stumps and yeah, genuine, a genuine chance to, to play in the Ashes if he gets a few runs and takes some screamers in the in the first three three games of the season. Yeah, okay. Is he being touted as as our keeper of the future? He's he's one of a few. There's there's a there's a guy from uh, West Australia, Sam Whiteman, who's also uh, very course. very highly yeah. rated. But um, yeah, definitely Alex Carey's one to one to watch for the next four to five years. And if, if they are looking for a guy. To be our keeper for you know the next significant period, obviously mm. um, Peter Neville's already already into his thirties, so they might be looking if they're looking that way. Alex Carey might be the guy. What's more important here, Joe? Runs or being tidy behind the the, the, the stumps? I'm a purist. I would prefer 
quality glove work over runs. Um, I think that your top six is the one that really should be scoring your runs. If, you, if you've got a guy behind the stumps who can chip in with a 30, that's brilliant from my view. But um, I know the selectors kind of view it differently. They, they, mm. want, they want somebody who's going to not just chip in with 30, they want somebody yeah. who's going to average 30, who might be able to chip in with a 50, 100, that sort of thing. So I think runs... Our, will, our runs expectations will, have never been the same since Adam Gilchrist. Yeah, well, he's ruined it for everybody, hasn't he? Yeah. But um, I think... I think <laughs> More likely, whoever scores the most runs out of the, uh, in these uh, upcoming games, I think they're going to have the biggest uh, advantage going into the selection table. Interesting. And and uh, the number six in the batting lineup spot, uh, will it be an all-rounder? Are they going to look at a more specialist uh, batsman? What's your take and who's in the mix? Well, I think the specialist batsman is something which has really come in because there's no clear-cut contender um, for as, as a... Was particularly a seam bowling all-rounder, which is what they prefer in Australia. They like somebody who, like Mitchell Marsh has in the past, yeah. um, who can contribute 10 overs here and there. Um, but Mitchell Marsh can't bowl until, I think I read this morning, he can't bowl until about the Big Bash, so that rules him out um, bowling-wise for the first three tests at least. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you bring in, you bring in uh, bat- batting the likes of Sean Marsh has really put his hand up uh, yeah. throughout the Big Bash. Um yeah, there's 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 loads of guys. Curtis Patterson, young New South Wales guy. Glenn Maxwell. Well, Max is the incumbent, so he he's, is, he's yeah. the one who you would think should be the favourite, but um, has never played a test on home soil. Yeah. He's, he's kind of up and down. It's a subcontinent specialist. Well, he has been, and it's a pretty tough place to, uh, to you know, earn your stripes over there. But Does um, he deserve a, a crack over here? I mean, I'm I'm the number one ticket holder in the Maxi fan club, so I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm putting him in my team. But um, And, and spe- he brings you an all-round game. Uh, as an excellent fielder, and you know, can chip him with with some uh, some off spin as well. But I think his his shield record over the past four to five years is stacks up against any of the contenders um, who you who you'd see putting their hand up for this this number six spot. He averages just a tick under forty um, in shield, so he's a very very handy cricketer in Australia, yep. batting on in Australian conditions. Um, and I think all he needs is one century. I think that that'd be enough in the first yeah. three three uh, shield games. Given the the, the the injury history of Pat Cummins, uh, more recently Mitch Stark, is there will that have a contributing factor in who they do decide at number six with that all rounder? Good question. Um, and when you look at Josh Hazelwood, who's currently not fit at the moment with a with a side strain, all all yeah. three of the, the Australian quicks are um, have yeah, as you say, well documented uh, his, uh, injury histories. Um, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if you can be banking on yeah, um, yeah. on picking a side in the event that somebody gets injured uh, in the bowling. But play um, for upside, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd be picking. I'd be picking your best six batsmen, and you'll find. I mean, you can find overs out of out of other blokes in the in the Aussie if you batting lineup. Steve, have to. Steve Steve Smith could roll the arm over. Nathan Lyon's not afraid to uh, to to send down thirty overs in a day. So um, I wouldn't be picking a bats uh, a batsman at number six purely on the. Uh, potential for Mitchell Stark or Pat Cummins or Josh Hazelwood Fair falling apart. Cool. Particularly given how, uh, you know, patchy our uh, our top order has been yeah, I want for runs. a long time. I want I want runs and I want a, a solid a solid batting lineup. And I think if you look at Cummins, Stark, Hazelwood and Lyon, there's there's four bowlers there who can take your twenty wickets in a in a test anyway. That's what I'm really excited about. Like this is one hell of a bowling attack that mm. we're gonna gonna be rolling out. 
over here and you know to have the likes of those three names hopefully all fit and firing at the same time is that the the quicks yeah um, we'll be that's waiting. going to we'll, be a sight to behold we've been waiting a long time exactly. for, uh, for these three to, to all yeah. come together and be fit and firing at the same time it's been uh, a long time coming i don't think they've ever played a shield game together so it's uh they've, they've played for australia in the one day format but um yeah watching them all with the red rock is going to be going to be uh, as you say a sight to behold yeah but, pat cummins particularly who uh Christie's going to get a close uh, look at on Wednesday. Uh, now, uh, not to be as Sydney residents, not to be overly biased, but I did want to ask you about one particular Shield team, mm. uh, New South Wales. Uh, a selection shock, uh, yes. it might seem. Uh, run me through this one. Ed Cowan, not in the state team. <laughs> well, I mean, it seems ridiculous because you were talking about Ed Cowan, who last year was the New South Wales Player of the Year, won the Steve Waugh Medal. Um, was the Shield's leading run scorer, coming off one of his best domestic seasons of his career. Um, Trying to put his hand up for test selection again. Well, well, I think he's probably closed the door on that one a little bit, but certainly, I mean, it's not outrageous to think that a guy who is the leading Shield run scorer could be in the frame for the number six spot. It's, that's not that's not a, a too far-fetched As far idea. as I'm aware, like, he never actually sort of <laughs> shut the door either. He said, look, I'm still here, selectors. I mean, I, I haven't shut the door either. But, this, <laughs> but, but yeah, so he, despite his uh, his phenomenal record last year, he's been overlooked uh, for the their, for their opening game, uh, Shield game against South Australia. Um, they named a 12-man squad this morning. Um, and looks like the batting lineup will go, of which Cowan's not in there, and the batting looks like it's going to go with uh, Nick Maddinson opening the batting with yep. David Warner, uh, Aussie captain Steve Smith at number three, Curtis Patterson at four, Moses Onrek as five, Dan Hughes, the young uh, batsman who starred in the JLT One Day Cup, uh, batting at six, and then Neville, uh, wicketkeeper, at seven, or possibly Neville could bat higher. He's, he's obviously wow, yeah. good enough to bat uh, four or five in, in state cricket. Yeah, but, um, yeah. So it's a very strong lineup, and you can kind of understand how it's hard to get into that team. But at the same time, I think Ed Cowan's got a pretty pretty good case to to be uh, to be pushing, if not for the opener. I mean, Nick Maddinson hasn't opened a great deal, if at all, in Shield cricket before. So uh, Ed Cowan could certainly mount a strong case that he should be either at that opener or, or solidifying the the middle order but um yeah yeah so that'll be the the first three games we'll have warner and smith involved um and you'd hope that ed count would be straight back in once they uh once they scuttle off for, for test duties but um yeah why why is he not there now it's a very tough yeah. question and and trent johnson the the coach uh, admitted as much he said it was a very tough decision and one of the hardest of his career um today to leave to leave ed out but um yeah i think ed's a little bit miffed uh, at, at that at that selection process, and do Aussie selectors uh, get any kind of um, sway or say in terms of who bats where at, at back at test level? Because you know, for years we, we've um, theories are, are discussed. You know, when you when you talk about Origin and in rugby league, yeah. you know, you know, d- does Laurie Daly say to um, Neil you know, Henry, <laughs> just can you know, put, yeah, put Jared Hayne in the centres. Yeah, give Jared Hayne a look in the centres. That sort of thing. Does that happen in in cricket between Aussie selection and and Sheffield? I, I'd say officially no, but you'd be naive to think that there aren't those sort of discussions going on behind closed doors. Um, obviously, some of the guys in this team, the likes of Curtis Patterson and Dan Hughes and Nick Maddinson, of course, three very highly rated young, yeah. young cricketers yeah. and guys who I assume have uh, higher honours down the track. I mean, Nick, Nick Maddinson's already played um, Test cricket and 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 uh, for Australia and other formats, but you'd look at those guys and go, they possibly have a higher likelihood of playing for Australia 
in the next 10 years than, than say, Ed Cameron yeah. does. Yeah. And Whereas if you want to win this first Shield game, you, you probably find a spot for Cowan I'd, in there, right? You'd think so. But, yeah, so it would, you'd be naive to think that those discussions haven't taken place at some level. Um, but I'd... Definitely, officially, there's no um, there's there's no influence uh, from from above from from that, that from that high above. This is this is mm. a team that's picked by uh, Trent in conjunction with uh, Steve Smith as the skipper. Um, okay, there's the link. <laughs> it's all coming together. What do you reckon, Christy? It is interesting. Uh, Nick Madsen's he's uh, opened the batting a lot in, in in first class cricket, but considering he made his debut test cricket for the Australians batting at six, it is interesting that he's, you know, opening, opening the batting and, and someone like a Dan Hughes, who's an out and out opener isn't, isn't, or might not open, uh, open the batting. Mm. Mm. Well, yeah, it, you, you look at Madison and the way that he strikes the ball, he's kind of tailor made for that kind of six, six role, I would have thought, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one. And they've, they've, I mean, this is not a set, a set um, order. This is just kind of, what yeah, I'm, yeah. what I'm kind of put it, cobbling together, but um, yeah, Madison, Madison and opener is, is the is the word around around town. Pretty okay. scary proposition for uh, opening bowlers; those two just bludgeoning the ball everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and a scary proposition for you this Wednesday, V. Pat Cummins. We're gonna uh, get you back on the splash later in the week to uh, to talk about it, uh, and then we'll uh, yeah. And I would recommend our listeners to head to. To the website uh, to find out how it all goes and check out the uh, the video content that we have up there, um, and also be sure to check out the content right throughout the week. Christy, I'm I'm sure you've got some some good rugby yarns up at the moment. Um, following on from uh, the Wallabies' brilliant win over the All Blacks on the weekend, albeit a dead rubber. Certainly, the website's never been more full. <laughs> full of rugby. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Uh, we'll, uh, that'll do us on the splash. But uh, until next time, that's a wrap. Mm-hmm.